Girlfriends, episode number 354, Sense of the Saints with Anna Camacho. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week I have a special guest, Anna Camacho joining us. She makes candles of the saints. I can't wait to share this conversation with you. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriend, glad you are joining me here today. Thrilled to be connecting with you right here on the podcast. We've got a special guest, Anna Camacho, who is a Catholic candle maker. I can't wait for you to hear her story. It's really inspiring and a lot of fun, too. So we'll check that out in just a minute. But first, I want to encourage you to come over and join us in the Girlfriends community if you haven't already. Maybe this is on one of your 23 things for 2023 that you want to be growing in community with your sisters in Christ. That can mean people in your real life that you meet together with in person, but it can also happen in online ways. And Girlfriends Community is a wonderful way that we can do that. So over at girlfriendscommunity.com, we focus on a different theme each month, especially in our live video chats that we have on Wednesday evenings. And the theme for February is going to be simplicity. Who doesn't need that? But right now, our theme is joy. We're looking for joy in January. So I would love for you to be part of these conversations. If you need more joy in your life, you know, a lot of ways that we do it is through our our video chats that we have, but there are other ongoing conversations that we have in the Girlfriends community. And I would love for you to be a part of it. We've got lots of things planned for the coming months, some book clubs, some courses. We have a lot going on that I cannot wait to share with you. So I want to encourage you to check it out over at girlfriendscommunity.com. The other ask I have for you at the top of the show here is please subscribe to the Girlfriends podcast. I would love to stay connected with you in that way. And it's a great way for you to have access to all the resources that we share here. And the good news is it's super simple to do. Just text the word girlfriends to 33777. That way you never miss an episode and we are always connected. All right, we're going to dive into our conversation with Anna Camacho. I love this discussion with her. And she's really inspiring because she has a really beautiful story to share about how she got started in her her own business as an entrepreneur, as a Catholic small business. And I can't wait to share this with you. So take a listen. Joining me here today on Girlfriends is Anna Camacho. Anna has been handcrafting candles since 2019 when she started Corda after St. Joseph gave her the nudge. Inspired by the holy men and women who've gone before us, she loves translating their lives into unique candle scents. Every day, she's grateful to make things with her own hands and to run Corda alongside her husband, Michael. And if ever there's been a candle inspired by her life, it would smell like a Midwest thunderstorm, books, pizza, and corgi kisses. You can find out more about Anna at CordaCandles.com. Anna, welcome to Girlfriends. I am so thrilled that you're here with me today. Oh, this is such a gift to me. Honestly, Danielle, I'm thrilled as well. (laughs) Now, you mentioned you're a listener. So how does it feel being on the other side of the um, audio device? Now you're creating it. Yeah, I mean, it feels the same in the sense (laughs) of it's really the warmness and kind of just the realness that you bring, I feel like is 
is the same on the side of the recorder as well. That's so great. Well, I'm thrilled that you're here. And I have so many questions because I just spent a, a part of this morning, I, I was sharing with you before we came on, going through your website and purchasing gifts <laughs> because I couldn't help myself. I We women love candles. Like we just, I mean, this is just part of every woman, I think. I never met a woman who didn't love candles. And the fact that you incorporate our Catholic faith, I cannot wait to hear your story here. So maybe just to get us started, tell us a little bit about you and how you came to become a candle maker. Thank you. Um, Well, I never thought I would be a candle maker. It's not like I grew up in the biz or I worked for someone else. Um, I had never run, you know, a product-based business or dealt with shipping or anything like that before. So all of this was really, really new to me. The way that it came about, though, was really through prayer and specifically to St. Joseph, um, Mm -hmm. who I always give all the credit to him. I call him the founder of Corda. And that's because for several years, about six years, actually, um, I was in jobs and, um, you know, it was taking care of my family. I was working with great people. um, But the work itself was was really hard in the sense of um, it wasn't creative. I was in front of a screen, mm-hmm. you know, all day, <laughs> every day, <laughs> uh, just clicking buttons. And that it just, it kind of wears you down, you know, mm-hmm. and um, just found myself really wanting to do something with my hands to make something and put it out into the world and, and create something. Um, and so because Joseph is, well, he's, first of all, he's our father, right? Um, so just talking with him is very natural. But then he's also the patron saint of folks who are looking for work, whether you're unemployed or just looking to switch jobs. So I just came to him and I was like, you know, I, I have this desire in my heart for something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what that is. So <laughs> you figure it out and then let me know and and I'll do it. Right. Um, and there were other ideas that you know, I'd kind of come up with here and there. Um, and I talked with my husband about them and it just never, ever made sense. It never really felt right. We'd run numbers or, you know, I even like made some stuff, you know, as like prototypes, but it just didn't work out. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's not it. I'll just keep praying and praying and praying. Um, and gosh, yeah, like it was years and years of that. And I had never kind of prayed that intensely and regularly for the same petition. And it's such a like beautiful thing, you know, mm-hmm. where you just like keep going to someone and just saying like, I trust you. I like, I feel this on my heart. I don't know what to do with it, but I know that there's a plan and, and like, you can just kind of take all that weight and, and Joseph and all the saints are there to carry it with us, which is so beautiful. So, you know, all these prayers, 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 right? (laughs) And then one day we're in mass on Sunday and we would always sit on the the St. Joseph side, you know what I mean? Where it's Mm -hmm, like, you got Mary Satcha on that side, Joseph on the other. (laughs) Um, So we're kind of right before his statue and it's after communion when the whole church is just quiet and in prayer. And in that moment, it wasn't you know, going to Joseph and saying, hey, remember this thing we've been talking <laughs> about? Um, any any updates, which is usually, you know, how I would, how I would pray yeah. to him. But yeah. it was really just like, just thinking about him and his life and how, how good of a father he is for me, for others that I know, for the whole church. You know, his example of providing for the Holy Family and right. doing that through the work of his hands and really just kind of sitting in his presence and just saying, thank you. And 
It was that moment, though, where this idea for quarter came, and it was just like, I mean, it felt completely out of the blue, right? Because I had no experience making scented candles or doing any of this before, and it was just like, make scented candles, the scents are inspired by the saints, and here's four recipes, like scent recipes for these four particular people, like, boom, here you go, Um, all right there, and yeah, and it just kind of took off and you had never made a candle before at all we had my husband and i had like hand dip beeswax tapers one lent of like oh we'll use candlelight (laughs) and never did that again that is like oh it was so messy and expensive and just yeah it was fun but like it was definitely a one-off um so now that i yeah i'm a candle maker he's a candle maker now too and just never saw it coming. Yeah. So wait, when it when you started then, how did you even begin? Did you just start like researching like, okay, how do I make candles? Yeah, it's um, funny because there's a lot of things that you can do creatively and there's like all these books and there's blogs and there's yeah. YouTube videos and like just this whole wealth of information, um, great communities that are very supportive candle making wasn't like that at least when I started (laughs) people are like nope these are my recipes I'm not you know because it's it's so science based your temperatures your volumes your ratios Mm -hmm. um the capillary action of your wick like what your things are made out like it's it's fascinating but it's also like it's really hard work and so Mm -hmm. understandably people aren't you know fourth coming with that. Um, So a lot of it was just like starting from scratch and being like, okay, I have all of these wax options. Which one should quarter use? And the scents actually, because each one is like custom blended and it's not like, oh, there's a Catholic, you know, scent company out there that I just get these from. Like, like, no, these are, these are very hard one (laughs) scents. A lot of time and effort and trial goes into them. And so starting from scratch on learning how to blend fragrances and how we receive them. And also like when they're burning, it's called the hot throw. And that actually smells different than when you just pick up a candle from the shelf, your cold throw. And so Yeah, just trying to figure all that out and knowing the only thing I knew going in is um, I just wanted to use like really good ingredients because candles are different than any other home decor because you actually breathe them in. Right. Whatever is in your candle goes into the air and then into your body, your kids' bodies, like your Mm -hmm. pets' bodies. And I was just like, okay, I just want great ingredients Mm -hmm. and then I'll figure everything else out. Wow. So yeah, it's just a lot of trial and error. And I still had my day job, right? So Right. So you're working full-time at a different job, doing this on the side. Your husband's working full-time at a different job, right? He, yeah, he was in grad school and teaching um, at a college. And so this was for the first couple of years, this was really just something that I did. Um, and then just this past spring, he got his PhD. Oh, wow. um, and then he was like, gosh, what I really want to do is work at Corda. <laughs> like, so, um, I mean, he had That's all what this- he got his doctorate for. <laughs> yeah. And so now he's full time in the business too. And that's been really, it's been the hardest thing we've done, I think, in a lot of ways. And also just so life-giving for us. So it's been such a gift. Wow. That is beautiful. I I love that story. And and I love your kind of steadfast efforts and the the ways that they've paid off kind of incrementally. Mm -hmm. 
And so fascinating that St. Joseph mm-hmm. nudged you to do this thing. But mm-hmm. I, I love it. That's such a great story. But there's more than just St. Joseph that's involved at Corda. How did you choose yeah. the other saints that you feature in these candles? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, this is one of the really cool things when you have, when you're running your own business and you have full like creative license or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, is thinking about when we first started and we were going to launch the very first candles and it was, well, here's a lot of my favorite saints, but also you want men, you want women, you want things connected to aspects of the faith. You want sense that are very different from Mm -hmm. each other. It's also from a practical standpoint, when you're selling online, pictures are super important. So it was like, well, the candle, like the only um, design that we have on the candles is this beautiful, like watercolor background on the label. And, you know, if, if all the labels are green or like, so the scents themselves, which are tied to different colors because of what they smell like, like those needed to be different, you know, Mm -hmm. and just, but it was neat because it, when you kind of shake everything out, that launch collection just was, was wonderful. I wanted Joseph in there. I wanted Mary in there. Um, and then very quickly came out with several more and now we're up to 22 and we have another one coming out, I think. Um, within the next few weeks, which is oh, really exciting. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So how do you, how do you decide then? Is it all, was it all you, at least in the beginning, deciding these scents? Like how do you decide you're going to make a St. Joseph candle or you're going to make a, a Mary candle? How do you decide mm-hmm. what to put into that? Yeah. A lot of it, like I said, I mean, just kind of starting with my favorites um, and also getting a lot of feedback from other people, you know, mm-hmm. or like actually a couple of the um, candles, my father-in-law is like, oh, you're going to make this one, right? Like you're making a candle for this person. I was like, well, I wasn't planning on it, but I'll do, <laughs> you know, I'll research it for you. My husband, you know, had a couple of asks as well. Um, and then also just kind of the more you dive into the the faith and also saints come to you, right? I'm right. sure you've experienced mm-hmm. that. And and a lot of, I will tell you though, a lot of saints um, are on my list of someday because either I've started working and there just isn't like sense that seem to kind of come out from their life, you know, mm-hmm. that their story can really be told that way, which really stinks. Um, <laughs> or it's just like, you know, the list of like to develop is, I think we're up to like 50 some saints right now. So it's also just like, we're just trying to keep up with what we have the mm-hmm. developing new things and we've got other side projects. So a lot of it is just kind of logistics and, and that, but mm-hmm. yeah, earlier this year we did our lady of the annunciation. It's called Fiat. And that was because um, I was reading, Oh my gosh. If you know, Dr. Brandt Petrie, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All of these books about the Jewish roots of our faith. And he came out with one called the Jewish roots of Mary. Yes. And one of the things he talks about is Mary as the Ark, the new Ark of the Covenant. And mm-hmm. I just had never heard that before. And it was just so powerful and, and just captured me. So then I was like, well, now we've got to have a fiat candle and just <laughs> diving into it. And so finding other ways to kind of translate. Yeah. So what scents are included in that one, for example? Yeah. So it is the acacia wood, which is what the original Ark of the Covenant was made of. And that's fascinating because for so many reasons, but one of the cool things about it is 
all the parallels between when God says, build me, you know, this ark, it's where I will dwell. The spirit will overshadow it, like all these things. And then when you read Luke and the Annunciation and the parallels between the language and just everything with Mary, you know, housing God within her very self and the spirit overshadowing her and it's just clearly like a prefigurement. And then the other piece of that one is strawberry Mm-hmm. And fruit and wood together are I, – I actually looked. I was like, surely someone has done this combination before because it's so beautiful. And it is this kind of green, very fresh, and like a really great strawberry scent. Not like bubble gum, you right. know, kind of <laughs> Jolly Rancher <laughs> strawberry, but just like like a summer kind of strawberry scent because the plant itself is used to symbolize Mary because oh. – when you think about a strawberry plant, it's one of those that is both in blossom and it has pure white blossoms mm-hmm. and it's fruiting at the same time. So it's used to symbolize how she, Mary is ever virgin and both oh, wow. the blessed mother. And and I just love that so much. Um, that is so yeah, beautiful. I've like never amazing. heard that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really beautiful. some art. There's just like beautiful, like especially medieval art where mm-hmm. – be like in a strawberry patch or or anything like that and yeah there's just all this wow. great symbolism about it okay i cannot wait to smell that candle <laughs> that yeah. sounds so great so i mean you obviously have this very rich uh prayer life with the saints and um I, i'm curious to know are, are there particular ones that you've been surprised that kind of entered into your life or ones that you've been hesitant to kind of feel connected to like what's been your experience with that Oh, definitely. Um, so if there's anyone out there who's like, oh, I like certain saints, <laughs> that is me as well. Um, two of them in particular were actually Joan of Arc mm-hmm. and Padre Pio. I think with Joan, she just, poor Joan, she uh, just kind of gets co-opted a lot of times into like just sure. girl power, yeah. which I'm like, whatever, that's stupid. So I just like resisted her and resisted her. But a good friend of mine who ended up actually being the the deacon who married my husband and I, she was his favorite. And I was like, oh, I've just got to, you know, if he loves him, loves her so much, I I have to at least look at her. And a lot of it is just, I think, finding really great works of art or prayer or even books about them where Mm -hmm. someone else is like, okay, let's actually look at this person as a person, right? Not this like right. payload, sentimental, yeah, like, like you a know, real person. Crowded. Yeah, like a real person. And like what actually happened when they were on this earth and just, I think, providentially found this book. Gosh, I think it's called The Maid of Orleans, like uh, mystic or something like that. Um, and it's, it's by like a Oh, I don't even know, like a Danish author or something. Okay. Like it's it's very curious, but it it was just like, let's look at this historically. It puts the context of all of, you know, we know, oh, she was supposed to help save her country, but what's all the like political and economic and like everything that was going on before that? Like what was the context that she was stepping into? Right. Um, he kind of, you know, peels away like, okay, there's a lot of sort of stories we tell about Joan that maybe aren't actually true. (laughs) So let's just go by like what we do know. And he just tells our story in such a a very real but beautiful way. And I just fell in love with it, right? Like just really getting to know her. And I was like, I have to tell 
her story now um, yeah. through, like, through the candle and that one came together really well. It's French oak, which mm-hmm. um, of course she was French, um, but mm-hmm. also of all of the wood out there, my husband's a woodworker. So of all the wood out there, there's certain woods that are prized for just being strong, right? Like mm-hmm. almost indestructible. And then there's oak. And within oak, French oak is the one that is like the strongest. It just has like this incredible strength. And when I think of Joan and just her perseverance, her fortitude, her incredible trust, I was like, well, this is this is great. Um, so French oak and also with all the women, you want it to um, lean or at least I want the sense of lean a little feminine. But with Joan, I was like, you've got to be careful there because she wasn't. Like our lady, it's easy to be like, okay, this is a very feminine right. scent. But with Joan, I'm like, you know, the life that she lived was pretty hard and pretty mm-hmm. rough. And I didn't want to go super girly with her. So also having the wood in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lavender is the other like main note of hers. And just kind of imagine like being in like riding through the fields of France with her and lavender at least for me is this association with France and Mm -hmm. being outdoors and you know she had the the locutions like in the garden so she would have been surrounded with kind of floral or fresh scents and and then there's a bunch of other stuff in there too but yeah a lot of it is just being like hey I don't really like this person and then you find out it's because well I just had this soundbite version Mm -hmm. of them and we've all done that with people in our lives right where it's like Oh, I know a little bit about them and they're just not for me. Yeah. And then you kind of peel back layers and you're like, oh, actually, <laughs> there's a lot more <laughs> to them than I realize, and I'm kind of a jerk. So uh, that's how I feel. Like, yeah, with some yeah. of the saints too. So that was your experience have, with St. Joan of Arc. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> have you had any of that? With yes. Saints? You know, it's funny you mentioned Padre Pio because he, okay. for years, was very much like that to me, where I was a little standoffish, like, oh, that's weird, you know, or I'd like read a story and I'd be like, nope, that's just plain straight up weird. (laughs) Like I can't relate. And I would be freaked out if I met this person in real life and not inspiring, you know, and and I think it's okay. You know, it's okay if you have that response. But I I love that your, your story encourages us like, Go a little deeper. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. consult a, a primary source about this person yeah. rather than just those sound bites, you know. And I have been encouraged to learn more about Padre Pio and read more about him in recent years. And and so, you know, the saints have a way of kind of growing on you like that. They bump into you in your life in different places, like you've explained yeah. going on with you. Um, but then they they grow on you too. And mm-hmm. I, I love the parallel that you give, like between people in real life sometimes that you kind of have a snap judgment about. We can do the same thing with the community of the saints and, you know, to our own detriment, we're the ones who lose. Exactly. (laughs) So, all right. I am fascinated by this whole story and I want to order every candle. (laughs) But you have a a special offer that you are offering to Girlfriends listeners. So first of all, folks, if you want to order gifts, if you've got someone in mind that, I mean, this is like the most beautiful, meaningful gift that you could give somebody is to choose a saint and maybe, you know, share it with a book about that saint or a holy card or a prayer or let them know you're praying to this saint for them. What a beautiful, meaningful gift and just so thoughtfully put together over at Corda, but you have a discount code, right? Can you share that with us? What what can people get that are girlfriends listeners? Yeah, well, we yeah, are so grateful to help spread the word about Corda and we'd love to offer 15% off of 
basically anything in the store at quarterkinos.com with code girlfriends15. Okay. So girlfriends15 is the coupon code you're going to need. We will put that in the show notes so that you can remember. If you can't remember to go to the show notes, stop right now and text the word girlfriends to 33777. They'll get automatically sent to your inbox and you won't even have to worry about it. You will get your discount code for Corda Candles. So Anna, I, I've got to ask because every time I have someone, a working woman on the podcast, I always want to ask like, what does your work-life balance look like? And I want to especially ask this of you because you're working out of your home, right? Like, do you have like a workshop that's set aside? How do you balance, you know, life and work when you're, you're you know, your life is work? Yeah, it is. And I think one of the things that I try to focus on is integration rather than balance. Because balance, if you think of a teeter-totter, like whatever's at the bottom, whatever's kind of the heaviest or most important, like that means the other thing is completely like, the off other the way table, yeah. <laughs> off the table. And so I'm trying like, well, how can I, how can I integrate work and life as much as possible? And it's actually just working from home and, and having that privilege goes a long way. Cause I can flip laundry or turn on the oven or, you know, let my dog yeah. out into the backyard at any point. But on the flip side of that, right. Like you're working until one o'clock in the morning and, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's always there, which mm-hmm. goes both ways. And I think too, for my husband and I, with him full-time in the business now too, it's challenging in a new way mm-hmm. because it used to be, we'd be brushing our teeth at night and he'd be telling me about his dissertation. And now it's like, oh, here's all the things on our to-do list that we didn't get to. And, you know, <laughs> you're just trying to like wind down. And he he loves to process like and have his to-do list ready. Whereas I'm like, I am just done. Like, I don't yeah. think about another thing. So that's been, that's been interesting <laughs> for us to work through. I think a lot of it, though, is, is really thinking about like what work is. Mm-hmm. And going back to, right, the Garden of Eden. And it's not a curse. It's not something horrible that we all just have to put up with. It's actually a gift that God gives us from the very beginning where he says, Adam, like your job is to tend the garden. It's to care for it. It's to name the animals. Like he's given work to do and, you know, John Paul II and all these things are so just fluent in looking at work and how it actually makes us who we are, right? I love the line in St. Paul where he talks about like working out our salvation. And he probably wasn't talking about our career. (laughs) But it's this neat like double meaning in English of like at work I am I'm me, right? Like it's not like like I'm choosing virtue or vice where you know whether I'm at home or with Mm -hmm. my friends or at work and and how I treat people or if I do a task well, or if I cut corners, like that's building up who we are. And um, just seeing that, like, it's all the same, you know, kind of person, like it's all sure. me, it's it's part of who I am. And it's so life giving, or it can be. And there is, I will tell you, there's so much tedious, kind of time sucking <laughs> tasks with, you know, candle making or yeah. running a business or whatever. I'm sure you experienced that too, where mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, if I, if I never had to do this again. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like, well, that's our life too, right? Like you still have mm-hmm. to vacuum and wash the dishes and take the dog out and go to the grocery right. store. And like, either you fight it or you say, okay, this is like, what is the gift in this moment kind mm-hmm. of? 
Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that. I think that's that's so true. I think that's very real and we can all relate to that. And a way we can kind of elevate these tasks, like work is inevitable in life. And yet, like you said, it doesn't have to be seen as just this, this drudgery, this thing. You know, it can be fully part of who we are, part of how we live out our vocations, part of how we serve God, serve the church, you know? Um, I, I think, and our work is such an important part of our identity that I love that your Catholic faith is so fully integrated in what you're doing. Obviously, a special plan by St. Joseph there. I can see that from the start of Corda. So I, I can really appreciate that. And and I, and I also can appreciate the kind of integration. I think that's kind of been, you know, I've always worked from home as well in different ways. You know, I'm not making physical candles or anything. So I've always worked online, but I found the same kinds of challenges where I used to try to keep it separate. And like, these are my work hours. These are my at-home hours. And I found that was such a struggle and I felt like I was failing at everything all the time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so learning to integrate is is one of those skills. And, and with more people working from home, I think it, it's perhaps becoming more of a skill where people's lives are able to be more integrated. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's a beautiful gift as well. Yeah. Whenever I think about integration or kind of like work, it brings to mind this video I saw of Mother Teresa one time mm-hmm. where it's kind of a news story about her. Um, so you just see like snippets of her day and everything. Right. And one of the shots is her just standing by herself at a sink, filling a water bottle. And it just is the camera's just on her. It's probably like 10 or 15 seconds of her just standing there by herself, filling a water bottle. Mm-hmm. And my first reaction when I saw this was, she has so many more important things to do. Like, where's the other person who's supposed to be like keeping the water <laughs> bottles filled? And then, but like, why did she choose to do this? And it right. was probably like, she just saw that it needed to be done. Right. And so she did it. And like, also maybe it was like this real gift of like, she has a million things to do and it's this pause and her, you know, like where she can just, be and you don't have to think about anything or you can actually like come back to God in these, you know, it's 15 seconds, but I don't know, just she didn't, she could have done a million other things. And instead, like, this is what she chose and what can I learn from that? And and Mm -hmm. how can that impact, you know, the way that I see these little tasks throughout the day? Oh, that's so beautiful because we all have those things that seem otherwise meaningless, right? But mm-hmm. it's it's part of life and you can yeah. apply that meaning to it. Uh, I think that's so, so beautifully said. Well, Anna, I am so grateful for you. I am so grateful that you came on Girlfriends today to share about Corda Candles. So folks, our, our guest today has been Anna Camacho and she is founder, CEO. What, what's your title? President... <laughs> Oh, gosh. I say owner and maker. Owner and maker over at CordaCandles.com. We're going to have that linked up in the show notes. You are going to want to check it out for yourself or for a gift for a loved one. It's just a beautiful, beautiful, meaningful and, you know, a gift that lasts a long time that you can really enjoy in your home. So I love that. So go over to CordaCandles.com. And again, don't forget that discount code GIRLFRIENDS15 to get 15% off your order. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Anna, thank you for your good work. Thank you for your yes to St. Joseph. I love that he nudged you. And I love that you said yes in the beautiful ways that you have. And thanks for coming on Girlfriends today. Thanks so much, Danielle. All right, we've got more of the show coming up for you. But first, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, I'm Father Mark Toops. Do you ever feel like you're asking God for too much in your spiritual life? The truth is, you're probably asking for too little. 
And if you'd like some help this Lent, opening up your heart to God, to allow him to bless you with all that he has for you, you should pick up the new Ascension Lenten Companion Year A. This coming Lent, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. If you'd like some help to go deeper, you'll need to ask for more. And this is what this year's journal is designed to help you with. Each day, you'll get a word to focus on, a reflection to help you pray, some scripture to meditate on, and a prompt to help you quiet down and listen to what God wants to say to you. And each week, we feature a piece of original artwork as well as an original online video to help you in your prayer. I wanna encourage you to be bold this Lent, to ask God for more. Go to ascensionpress.com and order your copy of the Ascension Lenten Companion today. God bless you. Welcome back. Now we're going to share some listener feedback. Sometimes I take on a question here. Sometimes you just have feedback you want to offer. If you want to connect with me for this part of the show, just send me an email at danielle at daniellebean.com. This week I heard from Jamie and Jamie said, Dear Danielle, well, there's a longer part of her email, but I'm just going to share this one one little part. Um, I need to have surgery later this month and I am terrified. I definitely want the surgery as I have been dealing with a health issue for a long time and I need relief, but I'm so worried that I won't wake up. Am I being irrational? I know that I am driving my husband crazy with my anxiety over this, but I just don't know how to stop. Okay, Jamie, I I understand that. Oh my gosh. I think we all have those kinds of fears, especially about something like surgery when it's related to your health. And you didn't share if you're a mom, but a lot of times that's what we're fearful about when we're having to go under in that way. It's just a scary thing. So it's very understandable. Don't beat yourself up over it, but you know, it's good that you're aware of it. So that can help you to address it. Sometimes talking about it sounds like maybe, maybe your husband's heard you talk about it enough. But maybe there's a close friend that you might consider, you know, confiding in about this and, you know, talking about some of your fears and your anxieties. It can it can help to talk through it. But know that it's understandable to feel the way that you do. But it sounds like maybe it's too much for you. It's a little too much anxiety over this thing. And so I want to encourage you, first of all, go to confession. I, I know I'm I'm adding drama maybe to, to the scene for you, but it can give you peace as you're going into this surgery. And I don't know your health condition, but it might be appropriate for you to get the anointing of the sick. I don't know. But maybe talk to your priest about that. And that can also give you peace and some healing. Um, but then I want to encourage you to pick a simple prayer and just use it as your mantra. Anytime I've gone through times of anxiety, I find this so helpful. Whether I'm saying like, Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. Or, you know, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Something very simple, a, a phrase like that, a, a little brief prayer that you can just repeat. And the repetition can give you peace. It's a way of kind of using up your energy instead of on your anxiety. And it's a way of focusing your attention on the fact that we need to be trusting Jesus with this. We need to be trusting. Whenever we're tempted to worry or be anxious, it's because we're not trusting God. And so I really want to recommend, especially the Surrender Novena, which we've talked about on the podcast here before, which is such a beautiful prayer from uh, Don Delindo Rotolo, who is a servant of God. He's on his way towards sainthood. But this is such a beautiful prayer that was revealed to him by Jesus himself. So these words in the Novena are Jesus speaking to you, to your soul, to you in all of your worries and your anxieties. And it's really a very beautiful prayer. And the, the simple practice of just reading the little passage each day, and then repeating that phrase, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. 
so simple, so beautiful, and so powerful. So if you want to check out that novena, you can Google it. It's available at ascensionpress.com. Like I said, I did a whole show about the Surrender Novena, so I'll link to that in the show notes. But I I definitely want to suggest that you take up a prayer practice like that, something simple and something doable that's going to really help you to focus on surrendering because that's what you need to do. And it's a very scary thing. That's why you're having anxiety. So understandable. And um, just know that I'm going to be praying for you, Jamie, and I and anybody who's facing anxiety over a health issue right now, I'm going to be holding those people and those listeners of the Girlfriends Podcast in prayer in the coming week. So thank you for that note, Jamie. And anyone else who wants to connect with me for this section of the podcast in particular, send me your questions, send me your feedback, anything you want me to share here, you can send to me at danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm Danielle Bean on all of social media, or send me a box. You love it. You love it. Come on. Does everybody love these voicemails as much as I do? <laughs> I think it's such a fun way to connect. So um, if you're if you are into Voxer, you can connect with me uh, through Voxer through the link at ascensionpress.com. Easy way to get that link in your email every week is to subscribe to the show notes. So send the word girlfriends to 33777. All right, that's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for being here and I want to thank Anna for being part of the show today. Really is a joy to be able to connect with you right here in the podcast. So thank you for showing up today. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 